Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Good morning. We have great friends, as always, with us. And today, our great friends, uh, they want to talk about blood. It's nothing strange or weird, though, I promise. Impact Life, who you know... If you listen to our programs, they're frequent flyers to some degree. We enjoy good friends, and they are good friends. They're here, represented by Mr. Jim Watts, and nearing the holiday season, things can become a little bit tricky because while everyone who needs blood still needs blood, there are many people who are traveling, who are on holiday, maybe having a little bit too much fun to think about donating blood. But we need blood. Jim Watts, good morning. Thank you for coming down and joining us. Good morning. As always, thanks for having me. Well, we love to talk about the community, and the community is made up of people, and people consist to some degree of blood. And so... (laughs) A little bit. Right. I remember school. So with that being said, Jim, educate us a bit about why this time of year is both so vital and why there's a bit of scarcity sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it may seem like we're always saying there's a there's always a need for blood, there's always a need for blood. And, and there is truth in that because there is always a need for blood. We always need people to come out. But we like to highlight certain times of the year, and, and one of those is coming up upon us, of course, and that being the holidays. So, you know, whenever we, we close for a holiday, so our employees can go spend it with friends and family, that takes a whole day of operations out. And so we can't collect the, those units of blood, of course, on, on those days. So uh, during the week of Thanksgiving, we'll see a dip of about 20% of our collections because of the holiday. But, you know, as you were saying, people still have transfusion needs. So, you know, cancer patients are still receiving those, those blood products, obviously traumas coming in, whatever the case may be, there's still the same need for blood no matter the day of the year. As in blood, as in many other walks of life, I dip, you dip, we dip. That's that's absolutely true. Right? We all need blood for different reasons, and many never know when they will need blood. But for those who consistently know that they need transfusions or some different type of procedure requiring blood, it is vital, if you can, to go out to any of the Impact Life sites, whether fixed, brick and mortar, or mobile. Give the gift of life. But, Jim, we often talk about O-blood. Yeah, The universal donor. The universal donor. But this time, Jim, I think we need to talk a little bit about the universal recipient as well as good old A and B. Yeah, absolutely. So really all blood types are important, you know, and we do talk about the O's a lot. And there's reason for that. Uh, If someone comes in for a trauma and we don't know their blood type yet, at the hospital they're going to receive uh, an O product uh, because that's the safest for them until they can figure out what their blood type is and then get them switched over to that blood type. But we have just as many people coming in that are A positive, A negative, AB positive, AB negative, um, you know, in all the blood types. So I don't want to ever feel left out. We, we truly need all blood types to come out. And, and we do talk a little bit more about those O's just because of how important they are. But we need all blood types for sure. I am an O. And Me too. And, and it's useful to be able to give your blood to everyone. But, of course, there is the, uh, the juxtaposition that we also need the blood and we can only take that blood. Yeah, as an O-negative person myself, uh, yeah, it, it feels great that my blood can go to anybody, but I can only receive O-negative blood myself. So, you know, this, this is just selfish when I ask all the o, those O-negatives to, to go out there and donate blood. Because even though we talk about the, the scheduled 
uh, surgeries and transfusions, uh, right? We, we never know when something's going to happen, uh, when you could use uh, a blood product or a friend or a family, or maybe it's someone you, you never even know. Uh, but, but those happen. I mean, I mean, each week we have to give and provide to our hospitals 3,600 products of blood. That's a lot. Unbelievable quantity. And of course, when we hear numbers like that, sometimes we become overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude, right? But those are all humans who gave blood. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it is a large number, but it, it does help put it into perspective. You know, it's not like we're just looking for five people this week to come give blood. No, we need a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. We have a tremendous donor base, regular donors who come in like clockwork. Uh, you know, we set up at a lot of businesses here in town. We go six times a year. They come out every time and donate blood. Or they're going to our donor center and donating whole blood or platelets. I mean, our platelet donors that we have are amazing. You know, they will they will be in the chair for two, two and a half hours donating platelets every other week. You know, and that is dedication. So I, I, I want to give great props to those people. I don't want it to sound like we, we don't have any donors whatsoever because that's not the case. But I, I think our message and when we're talking is is try to convince those who are, are maybe a little skeptical or not sure or think, oh, there's always other people to donate blood. You know, I don't need to or someone who's never given blood. I, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know, we, we want to we see you come out, you know. Give it a shot. Um, come out and donate blood. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson here with Jim Watts of Impact Life talking about how necessary giving blood is and how necessary, of course, this might sound a bit goofy, how necessary blood is. To your point, Jim, it's easy to say, well, there's somebody else. I mean, you know, there are you know, 36,000 people perhaps, right? There are thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, right? But to do a brief intellectual thought experiment... If each person gave blood, each person across the country gave blood, each, perhaps even across the world. This is, this is a thought experiment. It could be as broad or as right. minor as we'd like. We would not have these problems. Not even close. Because not- everyone would be giving blood and everyone would not need the blood at the same rate that they were giving it at. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, we know there are a variety of reasons why people may not or choose not to give blood, and we can get into that. But if everyone who was eligible and able to give blood gave blood, we wouldn't have the shortages that we do. Look at other countries and and what they do. You know, European countries have a 15-day supply. We feel comfortable with a five-day supply, um, but a lot of days we're sitting at uh, three, two, maybe even a one-day supply. And so that hits hard sometimes. A one to two to three day supply when in many European countries, as you noted, 15 days. Now, 15 days, that's just a bit over two weeks by my calculations. And three days is but 72 hours. Why do we allow our society to live in this sort of perpetual circumstance? Well, gosh, I think that's a really deep question. I think we could really get into a lot of of pieces of this. But I I think in the U.S. we're different than a lot of parts of the the world. But I I think sometimes until it really affects someone personally – that's when we see some great, wonderful advocates of, in promoting blood donation. 
And some of it is, you know, getting used to uh, donating blood when you're young. And so that's why we try so hard to get into the high schools and even elementary and junior high schools to talk about blood donation. Um, we'll go into classes and do blood typing and, of course, host our blood drives. That's our our purpose for that, not only to get the units of blood, of course, but we want to make these lifelong donors. Um, you know, in other countries as well, um, you know, I, I think it's in, in Mexico, if, if you need a blood transfusion, it's kind of you're up to your on your own. You you go find the family members who who have and can donate blood for the procedures that you need done. So it's done on a variety of ways across the world, and I think there are a lot of reasons that probably play into why we have a lower day supply of blood versus other parts. Sure, and to your point, Jim, as a younger person, as a child, I remember the organizations coming into the schools and setting up in the gym. And many children want to donate blood at that time um, to miss a class or two. Absolutely. Um, But like you said, when you get used to it, when you kind of get comfortable with it and you realize what you're actually doing for others, you, you donate blood and you feel good about it and you donate platelets and you do the whole thing where you sit there and they take it out and then they strain it right and then they put it back in. And it's a whole thing, but it's not a big deal. And you come to find yourself with a sense of pride in, in helping your community. And, and, and we hear that a lot from people who have never donated blood or after they donate for the first time. Um, it was a couple months ago, I was at a blood drive and we had a young lady donate for the very first time at the age of 81 years old. Unbelievable. And, and, you know, she said that she knew, you know, of course, people who donated all the time and, and she just she just never did. And one of her grandkids um, asked if she would come along and, and, and donate blood. She said, sure, why not? You know, we hear a lot of times people say, well, I've never been asked to donate blood. Well, this is my ask. This is my ask for you. And a lot of times after someone donates, they, they realize, gosh, that, that really wasn't that hard. That, that didn't hurt like I thought it was going to or whatever the case may be. You know, we, we talk about when you come in to give blood, you know, give 45, 60 minutes for the process. You're, you're only actually giving blood for about maybe 10 minutes of it. Right. right? So, you know, it, it's um, I think battling the perception of, of what it's going to be. And, you know, that's our job to, to make it as easy as possible for you. So, you know, we just encourage you, if you've never given blood, you know, as, as you're coming up into the holidays, you're talking about things to be thankful for. You know, if, if you've never needed a blood transfusion, be thankful for that and come give that to someone else. Or if you have, or a family member has, if you could be thankful so much to give that back and to give that gift this holiday season. You heard Jim Watts here, folks. Give the gift of life this season, whether you've been affected intimately, personally, uh, in a first-hand basis, or whether from secondary circumstances. But as an aside, I would encourage all of our listeners not to hesitate or wait until the time when someone that they know or love needs this. Be doing it before because we never know what's going to come. We never know what's in our story. And so we should be preparing as though any and all things might be in our story, just as any and all things are in other people's stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we know that not everyone physically can give blood, right? Not not 100% of the population can give blood, but, but it is a higher percentage than one donates or who do donate. So I, I guess what I would ask is if, if there's some reason why you can't give blood, you can still be an advocate. You know, share on social media when there's a blood drive coming up in your area. 
So whether you're in Springfield here or Rochester, Chatham, wherever you are, and you see something about a blood drive, you know, share that information. If you have questions on whether or not you can donate blood, reach out to us. So many things have changed over the years, and we've talked about eligibility before um, and, and who maybe couldn't donate before but can donate now. And that's a wide variety of things from maybe you used to live in Europe in the 90s in this you know, mad cow scare um, or, or, or maybe you're, you're diabetic or you've had cancer before. It goes on and on. You know, FDA is, is who regulates the blood industry and they're always looking at science to make it better. It's a slow process, right? I mean, we're, we're talking the federal government involved, so it's it's a slow process. But we see changes. And so we just ask, you know, give us a call. If you're not sure, give us a call. People often think that um, the government runs slowly because it's filled with incompetence. Plato would tell you, and I will also break you the news, that while some may be incompetent, the vehicle is designed to drive at the pace it's going. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of the things like the the changes for uh, gain by sexual men, that has been the talks of that and studies for that have been going on for, for decades. Um, because at the end of the day, right, they are charged and tasked with maintaining a safe and adequate blood supply. And for them to make any changes on anything, right, think about the responsibility to make sure that that blood is safe. That's their job. And so we all want to make sure that they do their job well. It's a matter of life and death. It really is. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson here with Jim Watts of Impact Life. We're talking about blood. We're talking about uh, the changes in eligibility. We're speaking about the need for blood this holiday season. We're talking about tearing down some of the stigmas that our, our fellows throughout the community might sometimes feel uh, as it relates to giving blood. We're certainly thankful for Jim Watts for coming down and spending some time with us. Before we let you go, Jim, you're a busy fella. We know this. We appreciate you. Do you have anything else that the community needs to hear? Yeah, I think I'd give one more plug for um, obviously not only donating blood, um, but we're always looking for groups to host blood drives. So whether maybe we used to come to your 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 business before the pandemic and then that slowed everything down, or maybe your church has never hosted um, or place of worship and, and you want to do that, or you're a part of a, a a club or whatever the case may be, give us a call. You can call us, go on our website, uh, fill out information about hosting a blood drive. We need more mobile blood drives here in the Springfield area and beyond. So we would love to see some more partnerships out there. And don't get me wrong, we already have great partnerships with so many businesses here in town, but we're always looking for more, always looking for more ways to get new donors in and share the gift of life. I'll make it cheesy at the end. You can never get enough friends, Jim Watts. We know this here on our programs, and and I think our listeners understand that as it relates to blood, we really could use every business being a mobile site yes, to some absolutely. degree. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Jim Watts, Impact Life, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming down, pal. Thanks, Trent. Pleasure's all ours. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Give some blood. Be merry. Be safe. <laughs>